Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Cruise Control, Ask a Car Guy Anything. This is our first official podcast. We've got two other podcasts that are up and launched, ready to be listened to, and that's just kind of some fun stuff we're playing with, but this is number one, and I just want to quickly introduce myself. My name's J.P. Gwynn. I'm Kevin Williams. And welcome to Ask a Car Guy Anything, Cruise Control. Uh, This is going to be a fun, fun show. we're going to have a special guest, uh, and we're going to drop in the special guest. It might be in the middle of the show, or it might be at the end of the show. Now, these special guests are welcome to come in here and record with us their, their questions about car stuff, or it doesn't even have to be about car stuff. So the premise behind this is ask a car guy anything means just that. I might be giving restaurant reviews or restaurant recommendations or movie recommendations. Uh, Kevin might even be giving some recommendations on what the latest, greatest video game is out there. You never know. So here we go. Ask a car guy anything. Uh, This is going to be a lot of fun. And one thing we want to touch on, and we're going to kind of lay the foundation for our podcast going forward, is our podcasts are only going to be... 18 to 20 minutes long. When you're running through Amarillo, Texas, and you're traveling in the Panhandle area, we know how important time is. And you're going to be in the car for at least 15 to 18 minutes, uh, either if you're going across town or going from Amarillo to Canyon or if you're headed over to Vega or maybe headed over to Claude or maybe Clarendon or if you're heading outside of town. A quick 15-minute podcast is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give you some insightful information about buying cars, uh, selling a car, if you got a used car you're going to get rid of, or any advice you need, we're here to help you. Uh, please watch for us to launch this podcast. Uh, we'll put links in our Instagram page. We'll be putting links on Facebook. And if you have any questions, we'll keep all of our contact information in there. You're more than welcome to send a question in. And we'll, we might even do a question uh, via email or via text, whatever. Or drag you in here so you can ask it yourself. That's right. And what he's talking about right now, let me, let me allude to that. Kevin, why don't you just go ahead and tell them uh, who our sponsors are. Right now, our, our two biggest sponsors are Emerald National Bank and Palace Coffee House here at the Summer Shopping Center, 34th and Coulter. They've been so good to us to allow us to record, to scheme plot and achieve our plans for world domination well podcast domination anyway um they've just been so cool and gracious hosts to allow us to be here and we just want to give a shout out to them thank you for being such awesome people and gracious hosts and we look forward to being able to do more here very right very very true thank you kevin kevin why don't you tell everybody about our subject matter today okay today's subject matter is one that you've probably heard anywhere that you've been and it proves to be true in any time that you shop. The t- uh, subject matter for today is that bigger doesn't always mean better. And I think you've heard it. I've heard it. JP's definitely heard it. We want to get into that. What does that mean? Wait a minute. Kev, what are you talking about? Bigger? Are you talking about bigger as like maybe the size of the vehicle or the size of the engine? Bigger means more expensive, more gadgets. Hmm. It can damn near fly. It doesn't always mean that it's going to be the wow. best thing for you. So, very, very cool. So Kevin's exactly right. Bigger does not always mean better. 
So what we're talking about is maybe when you tend to start shopping around and you're looking for you know, that new vehicle or that new used vehicle. Now, when we reference vehicles, just keep in mind, we're talking about new and used and certified, okay? So, bigger does not always necessarily mean better. Now, when you're buying something, you're gonna have a list of needs, wants, and desires. Hopefully, the needs are more important than the desires, and the wants are something that maybe might be in the future. Uh, biggest doesn't always mean better, means exactly this. I am starting to see a trend in the car industry where vehicles are downsizing. And when I say vehicles, I don't necessarily mean just trucks, I mean vehicles. Now we all know that uh, trucks have gotten bigger over, bigger over the last 20 years and engines have gotten bigger over the last 20 years. However, there is a trend uh, towards protecting our environment. Um, to be eco-friendly, to reduce the carbon footprint, all those necessities of life to protect the world which we live in. Uh, case in point, the, the GMC Acadia decided to get downsized. Um, there's more introduction of this year ever before for four-cylinder turbocharged engines have entered the market. Uh, and that's another subject, but we'll allude to that just a little bit. What does a turbocharged engine actually mean? What does it do? Uh, those things are really, really important. Don't shop to spend money, shop to fulfill your purpose. And sometimes we, as American consumers, Kevin, I'm sure you'll agree. Yes, I do. Uh, we tend to be a little zealous in what we're getting and, and uh, overbuy based upon what we really think we need when we don't need it. Um, large SUVs, and when I allude to a large SUV, I'm talking about those large SUVs that have a V8 engine in them. Uh, maybe a six-cylinder could get you where you need to go, uh, cross-country, cross-town, or wherever you're do whatever you're doing. Uh, the best fit tends to come from balancing out what you want versus what you need. And I'm not saying that you need to be ultra-conservative. That's what this discussion is not about. The discussion is about getting what you need and getting you the best results, helping you get down the road in a more efficient manner. Kevin? All right. The next part about this is that it is possible to trade down to get better results when you're making a decision. What I mean by that is if you're looking for, like JP just said, a big giant SUV when all you really need is a grocery getter, you don't need all that space in the back unless you plan on stacking dead bodies or coffins or something huge ginormous stuff like that you don't necessarily need that so why spend the money for something that will do that when you just need a grocery gift so you can tend to save a little bit more money when you <laughs> stop laughing at me hey kevin wait a minute kevin i think you just might have scared some of our listeners off kevin does not have dead bodies in his car uh, I'm just kidding. We'll we'll say large bags of cement. That uh, there you go. Large, yeah, large bags of cement, fertilizer, <laughs> dog food. You like you name it. Just general things that we tend to buy around the Panhandle. You don't. If you don't need, if if you're not buying things like that, then you don't necessarily need something big to to kind of get you around town. And uh, when you JP mentioned it earlier, shop to fulfill a purpose. So if all you really need is a grocery getter, 
you can afford to not spend that money, and it sounds like an oxymoron saying that. You can afford to not spend money, but not to spend as much money getting that big giant, you know, brick on the road when a, you know, when a smaller, and I'm not necessarily meaning like tiny, but something just a shade bit smaller can help you do the job. You're, you're saving money. You're, you're saving money on the vehicle itself. You're saving money in, in your gas tank, you know, and that's money that you can spend for other things like go on a vacation, do this, do that, do whatever it is that you want to do, or put that pool in the backyard that you've always wanted. Ooh, you know, cool, that, I like that. The, the idea is like don't spend the money on... Kevin's thinking about the good stuff. Yeah. Like, don't Ooh, spend the money on this big giant thing when something a shape is smaller or yeah. necessarily something a well, little, I think little bit more smaller will do it. Kevin, you know you're right. I, we're, if you look at the market right now, there's a big introduction of midsize SUVs, midsize crossovers. Uh, let's touch on that. I want to touch on that point for a couple of seconds here. Um, let, let's get some definitions out to the audience. Um, as you're shopping, Please think about this. When you say the word SUV, uh, our world has become a very exact uh, world that we live in. So it's very, very uh, purposeful that you become as educated as well as we want you to know the right information. So don't think of this as me as correcting you, but I just want to share information so you can be a better buyer, okay? I believe in giving back to my community. Uh, SUV. Is a large is a large vehicle. That means it's going to have a, an eight-cylinder engine and perhaps a frame-on-body construction. And if you're not familiar with frame-on-body, just look it up. You've got frames underneath it and a body that's that's mounted to the frame. So an, that's an SUV. And, and some of them aren't eight-cylinder engines. Some of them are heavy-duty six-cylinder engines, but they're generally four-wheel drive. So. As you become a consumer and you're educating yourself in this buying market, remember that you might actually be looking at and wanting to purchase a crossover. Now, a crossover is where the unibody construction, and just a quick few seconds about what unibody is, and that's a whole other podcast. A unibody is a flat piece of metal that's underneath the car, and it's its entire frame, and it's been uh, designed in a CAD drawing program, and it's been developed over years and years and years, and they're actually getting better at doing this. Uh, you can actually change a unibody construction in a CAD drawing program in a couple of minutes and have a whole new design. That's gonna give you much better performance. And what they can do with these unibody constructions is it actually helps the ride and the performance of the vehicle. Uh, there are problems, believe it or not, with this antiquated design which is known as a uh, an SUV, you know, where you got a body on a frame, okay? And I've talked to technicians, I talk to them every day, Kevin, mm -hmm. uh, in the garage where I work at, at the dealership that I work at, I go out there in the service department and I talk to these guys all the time. There are problems, believe it or not, with this antiquated design. It's probably gonna go away in the near future as soon as they can figure it out. These frame on bodies actually cause a lot of problems with front end alignment, uh, leaking radiators, because if they're not tuned properly, when they're designed, believe it or not, vibration from the wheel going into the body of the vehicle 
actually causes problems. So if it's not tuned properly, and I know that's a hard word to understand, but tuning the frame to the body that's on the vehicle is very, very critically important. Um, it's an antiquated design, and that's why crossovers are getting a lot more popular because they give you a better performance, your tires last longer, you have a six-cylinder engine that can do the work of an eight-cylinder towing, going up the side of a hill if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're doing some fishing, some hiking, and all that stuff. Okay? So just a quick little discussion on that. I wanted to make sure people understand what that's all about. Kevin, what do you got? Uh, this is actually more, this next point actually is tuned to the, the whole buying part of it. When we say bigger doesn't always mean better, that does include buying a brand new vehicle. It's not always the best thing for you to do. So don't be afraid to buy a pre-owned or certified pre-owned if buying a brand new vehicle breaks the bank. Buying a buying a used or pre-owned vehicle, they tend to like they lose the value, so they're gonna be a little bit cheaper. And to kind of depending on where you go, it actually might be the better buy because they may be a couple of years older, they may have a few miles on them, but it's nothing that you can't fix balancing what you spend your money on. Like uh, a certified pre-owned vehicle is another topic in itself, but we'll get into that another time, but just know that buying a used or a certified pre-owned vehicle is going to be a, uh, an option for you if buying a new isn't one. What do you mean when you talk about size doesn't matter? Size does not always but matter. But I got four kids. Okay, four kids. I mean, size is relevant. I'm not saying it doesn't always, that it isn't important, but... And they have baseball, and they have football, and all that other fun stuff, and I got a tuba. Then I would say size does matter. But okay. if you're... JP, you alluded to, to it earlier, that if you're just buying a grocery getter, or if you're just buying something big just to have it, then why spend the money? It like you, you don't need all that empty space. And if you're not using that empty space, it's not relevant. If it's not relevant, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And because this is America. We are indeed. In, <laughs> we are indeed in America. BFE America. <laughs> right, right. So um, we, we don't want anybody to think that we're telling them exactly what they need to buy, but this is just simple. Uh, wholehearted advice uh, we we tend to in America and I'm sure a lot of people can agree probably even worldwide people tend to buy stuff they they want but they don't need it uh, and size does not really always matter I mean my gosh when I, I was growing up but as a kid I, I certainly don't want to sound like an old man and I don't want to sound like I'm stuck in the in the 70s or 80s but I certainly don't remember my mom hauling all of my friends around in the car whenever we had to go somewhere because right. they, they had parents and they had cars and you know it's important you know I'm not I'm not telling you don't haul your friends around or your kids around and if you want to do that go right ahead but uh, practicality comes into sense when you're looking at these 60 70 80 thousand dollar vehicles um, and again this is not saying don't buy them. I'm just telling you that our subject matter today and what we're talking about is bigger doesn't always mean better. 
So we want you to know what it takes to buy a car, and this is just some of our simple advice. I hope you have enjoyed it today. Uh, I'm going to let Kevin wrap it up and see if he's got anything he wants to finish saying. We are here to help, and, and Kevin, what do you think? Uh, just like JP said, we are here to help, and just because we're car guys, don't assume that we're always talking about cars. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, when you, for example, when you go to Walmart, if you need a new coffee maker, just buy one that buys coffee. You don't necess- uh, That makes coffee, rather. You don't need the $200, $300 coffee maker when a $50 one will suffice. You know, just- or, better yet, here's a little plug for Palace Coffee House. Okay. You know what? If you became a member, in three months you would make all the money back that you spend on your membership. How about that? And you get benefits for an entire year. So Patrick and Crystal, I hope that helped you guys out. Uh, Palace Coffee House, uh, four locations right now. Summit uh, here at 34th and Coulter. You got the downtown location with specific hours. Check their uh, website for that. You've got the Canyon location and the all new fabulous, fabulous um, downtown, uh, excuse me, not downtown. The all new fabulous Amarillo College location where they are actually, believe it or not, Kevin, did you know they're making lunch? No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, it's a really good lunch. So Palace Coffee House has four great locations, and if you pop over to my dealership, uh, you'll find uh, Palace Coffee House 4.5, which happens to be a little barista station I set up at my office. So if you came by, I actually might be able to make you a latte. Kevin, what do you think about that? Uh, I like getting coffee anywhere I can get it, to be honest. And uh, Palace has always been great to me in terms of quality of their product and the atmosphere to study, do work, you know, do things like this, or just enjoy myself. So uh, I would highly recommend any one of the four and a half Palace coffee locations at this point. Um, I just like I just want to thank you guys for joining us today. I'm Kevin. And I'm JP. And don't forget, stay tuned. Here's our special guest. So here we are in the middle of the show, and as you know, this is called Cruise Control, Ask a Car Guy Anything, and today we happen to be in luck. Kev, did you know who's here? I believe his name is Joel Vaughn. Yes, the Vaughn Neister from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Christian musician extraordinaire. Say hello, Joel. Hey, it's, it's actually Von Jovi, you guys. I, I legally changed it. Von Jovi, I, I like it. Yeah. No, what's funny is I uh, I had um, when I registered my performance rights organization uh, for my publishing company. Okay. Uh, I thought I was like, man, it'd be really funny to call myself Von Jovi because if you win any awards, they have to read your name off. Like if I won a Dove Award or a Grammy or That's something nice. like that, they have to read the name of the company off as it is written. And and how, how hilarious would it be? To like receive a dove award or something funny like that, just just you know, like, I can uh, see it now. For Von Jovi Records, Joel Von Jo Joel Von Jovi. Oh my so god! So I was this close, and then I chickened out. I didn't do it. That's I it. just I put yeah, Joel Von music. That is so like, cool. Biggest regret of my life. So, yeah. No, no, that's very cool. I like that idea. <laughs> okay, so. Ask a Car Guy, uh, our first premier guest. We're really excited to have you here today. Um, excited to be here. Thank you, sir. Surprisingly. Thank you, thank you so much. Not surprisingly uh, that I'm excited to be here, because I am excited to be here. Surprisingly that this is happening. I'm so glad that you're asking me to do this. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Uh, 
It's an honor. Um, the, the name of the show, Ask a Car Guy Anything, means just that. Mm-hmm. And as Kevin and I have alluded to at the beginning of the show, it doesn't have to be about a car. So now's your opportunity. I'm an expert in the automotive industry. I know everything there's to know about a car, truck, SUV, you name it. So here we go. Ask a car guy anything. What is the most frustrating thing about walking out on a lot and watching the dude cruise all of the vehicles and knowing he's probably not going to buy anything? Well, there's really nothing frustrating about it because I'm in such good condition that I can keep up with them and keep walking around the car lot. So it's mainly frustrating for them because I am in such excellent shape. But, but to allude to the answering the question, um, I would say that most clients, customers or consumers or whatever you want to call them, just don't realize that maybe if they stopped, we could probably help them find something because I don't know who is good enough to cruise through a car lot and be able to know all the information you need to know just by driving by a car. Absolutely. So, and I mean that, you know, sincerely that if they just stopped and asked, we would probably show them something no matter what. Yeah. Well, and see, I, I'm, I'm the one that usually frustrates car salesmen because I, I consider myself a car guy. And when I, when I, someone like you of your caliber, JP, like I, I would not be able to best you. But there are some car dealers that, I, that I've had the pleasure uh, of working with in town here in Amarillo that I'd be like, hey, you know, how, how many horses do you think that thing's putting out? Oh, you know, I think it has a four-cylinder. And I was like, actually, that's a, that's a V6, and it's, it's putting out about 295 horsepower. Oh, uh, do you want to sell this thing for me? I sure do. Move, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Which, which, is, uh, which is true, and I'd be more than happy to admit it right here on public. Uh, I have learned a lot from my clients. Really? It, it's the world where I would, I am happy. I'm the nightmare. I'm the one that nobody wants. I'm happy to be, <laughs> I'm happy to be in this world where, where clients, consumers, they know more than I do because when that happens, I like learning from people too. Yeah, it's an education Because it makes sides. it fun. And, and if someone's going to tell me something, I'll certainly listen. And if it's to help me understand a car even a little bit better, by all means, I'll, I'll, I'll But love you know it. what? I couldn't tell you anything about sales. I could not sell a car. I, I, I can't sell anybody on anything, much less, hey, here's a $50,000 purchase that you're going to have to live with for the next 40 years. Uh, 60. <laughs> or 60. 60, 60, 60 months. 60 months. 60 months, yeah. Great, great. Well, listen, thank you for your time. Yeah, man. It's been so much fun. God, this is awesome. I am so glad to have you here. Kev, anything for you, buddy? I think Joel pretty much hit it. Like, I'm that guy, too. <laughs> Especially because I've been in sales for a little while. I kind of know the, some of the tips and the tricks. Yeah. So when they hit me with one, I can kind of rebuke and kind of, like, bop them over the head to get them to shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> but. All right. Here we go. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it, Kev. Appreciate what you guys do. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. So we were thinking about giving you some examples, and Kevin alluded to, you know, bigger isn't always better, and I have alluded to that. So what we're looking at here is, let's give you guys, our audience, some clear examples. One of the things we need to think about is, the big elephant in the room is third row seating. So that elephant in the room is what's gonna make or break your choice for bigger isn't always better. So when you're looking at a, let's say a Suburban versus a Traverse, 
or maybe a Traverse versus an Equinox. Kevin, any suggestions? Uh, if you're looking at Toyota, Sequoia is the elephant, Forerunner is the mid, is the middle child there, and I think the Rap Four is the baby. So just right. kind of things like that. What about the Volkswagen world? What do we have over there, Kev? I believe they introduced the Atlas as their biggest SUV. And then I think their middle child is the Tiguan. And I'm not exactly sure, though. And, of course, our, our Atlas, our Volkswagen Atlas, is comparable to the, the Enclaves and the, the Traverses, right? Enclave, Traverse, Equinox, if you're looking at it like a Jeep Grand Cherokee would be another good way to look at it, or a okay. Dodge Durango, something right. like that. And, of course, you know, you've got your half-ton truck versus a three-quarter ton truck. You know, bigger isn't always better. Towing, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, space and room is really, really important for families. We get that. But if you have any questions, remember there'll be links and contact points you can find on our profile. So if you have any questions about the models and what we're talking about, what we're alluding to is bigger isn't always better. There you go. Don't be afraid to contact us. We'll always respond. We'll always get back to you. Me and JP both want to thank you guys so, so much for giving us a listen. Huge shout out to y'all guys. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. We also want to give one final shout out to Palace Coffee House and Amarillo National Bank here on 34th and Coulter for being such gracious hosts and such awesome people. We look forward to recording for you guys again and we'll see you at that one. Thank y'all guys so, so much.